Hey everybody, it's Raven Miller. I'm coming to you guys with a unexpected episode of What You Raving About. So it's been about a month and a half. Excuse me. As you guys know, no edits. It's been about a month and a half since I um, posted my last video. And I don't know, I'm just kind of in a space where I need to vent to release this and like a social media post is not going to get all this out so here I am expressing myself through my podcast so um one of the things I stated in my last episode was I got into my unexpected scary health scare now I want to fast forward uh fast forward well excuse me rewind I want to rewind and share some things with you prior to that so you guys can kind of get a better understanding of why things are so (sighs) for me. So let's just start from the beginning of when I moved here. So I moved here in um, December of 2021. Now I left a six-figure job back home to come and work at a child care center that my daughter was enrolled in which in the beginning I thought it was great it was smart because I had a really nice savings account that could hold me over so working in a place in a child care center where my daughter went to school was great for me right it sounded good up until I was only receiving literally $500 every two weeks so that was a thousand dollars a month Mind you, my rent alone was almost $2,000 plus, you know, coroner insurance and house bills, all that stuff, right? So I was putting out more than I was bringing in. So my savings account dwindled within what, like six, eight months. So now, you know, I was trying to like Uber and stuff, Uber Eats and stuff, but that was not really safe because you know, Uber eating with a toddler, not only, you know, is it not safe, but it was too much because of course she's in the way I can't move and shake and, you know, maneuver how I could without her. So then we fast forward. I left the uh, child care center and I was able to, and one of the issues that I had was because I wasn't bringing in a lot of money. I couldn't leave my daughter at that child care center because they wanted like two grand a month. So with me working there, I had like a quote unquote employee discount. Um, so if I was to leave there and leave her in there, like there was no way I was going to be able to, you know, make over like five grand a month to satisfy all my bills. So I took her to a different daycare, which it worked out. Um, And also that daycare, there was a lot of issues going on. And, you know, staff just didn't take me serious about the way I felt about the way I was treated. So it was kind of like, you know what, it's time to go. Like my time been up here and I should actually I should have never, you know, started here because it it put me in a hole, a a, a big financial hole. Um, But fast forward, I found a different daycare and, you know, things are going great. And I was able to land a different job. So I landed a driving job, which still was not paying as much as back home was paying. But it was, you know, it was satisfactory for sure. And 
the amount they hired me for that was in my offer letter was not the amount that I received in my paychecks. So then I was going back and forth with HR, with my supervisors about this issue. And they were trying to tell me that it was explained to me. And I'm like, no, 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 this was not explained to me. I would have not took this job if you guys would have explained to me that, you know, the amount in my offer letter was not going to be the amount I was paid hourly. Like, no, thank you. You know what I mean? And I'm driving like 30 minutes to get here back and forth. And then I started to have car problems. It's like the whole entire time I worked there, my car was at the shop like every two weeks, literally. So the money I'm making is going into my car. But on the outside looking in, you know, everybody thinks everything is just peachy. Everything's fine. And that was not the case. Um, I was really struggling to survive. And um, I guess a little embarrassed to share that with people because I've never been, you know, I've I don't come from like, you know, the trenches where, you know, I was like, didn't have it all where, you know, I, you know, my parents, my mother in particular, um, she did a lot for me. She did a lot for, you know, her kids and, you know, I never went, we never went without. So to now, you know, be an adult and I'm living in this check the check not even check the check because my checks aren't satisfactory to the bills I need to sustain it was kind of like what am I doing like you know was this the right move like you know I'm talking to everybody about taking leaps of faith and trusting themselves and you know just just going after the things they want and here I am you know the first like six seven months were great and now like I've been struggling ever since and it's draining because I'm not, I'm working to survive at this point. I'm not working to enjoy life or to have fun or to vacation. I'm solemnly, I'm solely working to survive. Like I'm solely working just to keep my lights on, just to keep a roof over our head, just to keep a car, you know, from being repoed. And it's like, dude, like what's going on here? But I keep, I kept all this, I guess, close in, in, regret of feeling embarrassed but now at this point like I just can honestly say I don't give a damn who knows what about me because I am more brave than many people will ever realize will come to to realization with themselves with um but I took a leap of faith and yes it's very frustrating seasons for me seasons it has been but you know, I'm just hoping something grand comes out of this. So now let's fast forward to, you know, I end up sucking it up on the job I was at, even though, you know, the offer letter was not, um, the price in the offer letter is not what they paid me. So they had 99 excuses, sent me all over the place to talk to people. All I got was apologies and, you know, sorry for the inconvenience. So I decided to stay. Now I started working there in October I think I noticed it. I think I said something about this in December because I got my first paycheck in November. So I got two paychecks in November and I think this early December is when I mentioned this and, um, you know, it was not resolved. It was kind of like, Oh, here, we'll give you a check for like 80 hours of back pay. And that's that after taxes. Yeah. So 
now fast forward to February. It was February 21st. It was my mother's birthday. And I had just finished my shift, taking my uh, bus back to the garage. And I get a text message from my supervisor. Like, it was something like, hey, Raven, give me a call. And um, I'm like, first of all, my name is Raven, R-A-V-E-N. So I gave her a call and she lets me know that my, um, the contract I was on was over. Like, that day was the last day. And I'm like, come on now, because I've been asking you guys about this because that's what I've been hearing. And, you know, nobody, everybody acts like they were just oblivious to it. They never, they, they had no idea this was happening. They didn't hear nothing about it. You know, no one said anything to them. And I kept bringing it to their attention because it was things that I heard. And of course they kept denying it. And then voila, mysteriously, contracts over. It was a Tuesday. Like, I couldn't even finish out the whole pay period. So, they knew my schedule. They knew my situation with me being a single parent and all that. So, they knew my hours were very limited. So, of course, they tried to offer me some things, some shifts that I could not take just to say they offered them to me so that I would not be able to apply for unemployment. So, this was February. So, now Leah is in the daycare where I don't have to pay an arm in both my legs. I was just Ubering. So I would drop her off and I would just Uber, I Uber, I Uber, I Uber, I Uber. While still in the midst of trying to complete my real estate courses, well, tests, excuse me, because I had been past my courses. It was just trying to, to pass, um, pass my national exam. And I had put that off for like two, three months. So, you know, I thought it was a sign. Okay, well, you know, I didn't lost my job. Maybe it's really time to dive into real estate and get things done. So... February 21st, I, you know, my, my work, um, my driving job was suspended and March 6th, I passed my national real estate exam. So, you know, now I'm thinking, okay, everything's great. I'm on the right path. Like, you know, this is all God's will. This is all God's plan, right? I got this. Everything's going to be all right. So March 6th, and then um, I already had my brokerage in mind. So I ended up meeting with my brokerage like a week later. So let's say like March 14th through 16th or something like that. I ended up signing with the brokerage. So now, I, you know, I can't really do too much because I got to wait for my license to come in. So, you know, I just shadowed, shadowed a few colleagues and stuff. Did little small things that was, that was within my scope. So here we go to March 2nd. I wake up thinking I'm about to go Uber and... I had this really weird pain in my right hip, but then my whole left arm went numb. And I'm like, holy crap, what's going on here? Like, it's like it hurt, but it was numb at the same time, if that makes any sense. So, you know, I tried to brush it off for a little bit. Then I went to urgent care. Urgent care told me it was a back spasm, sent me home with some muscle relaxers. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I didn't know muscle uh, back back spasms, you know, made your arm go numb, whatever. So I sat around for a few hours, still didn't gain feeling in my left arm. So I ended up going to the emergency room, went to the emergency room. They ran tests, um, did x-rays, CAT scan, asked questions, all kind of stuff. 12 hours later... I, I had some results, but I didn't have many. Um, so I was transported to a different hospital. <sighs> I, 
excuse me y'all no edits at this point it was now maybe like 10 a.m the next morning so i'm getting transported to another hospital but i'm already admitted so you know they come in and they looking over tests they're doing more tests mri and all that stuff and then that's when i was told i had three herniated discs in my neck which has caused my spinal canal to to start to narrow which that is referred to as cervical spinal stenosis so with my spinal canal narrowing it's now putting pressure on my nerves which is why i started to feel like numbness tingly burning pins and needles paralysis in different parts of my body um and then i also have arthritis in my neck and it was just like what like all this is going on so they're like you know what do you do for a living and i'm like oh you know uh uber eats oh well you can't do that because you know you can't sit for too long and you know gotta uh decompress your nerves and da 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 so now i'm like well holy crap like you know how am i supposed to have income like you know ubering was my income source and I, now i can't uber like what am i supposed to do so you know i apply for disability and all that stuff and of course that takes 99 years so my application is not even a third of the way of being processed um i reached out for housing assistance different um resources and i was told the same thing by every resource that because i don't have any income coming in to show the the people who will help me with rent so they're not willing to help me so I can only receive up to like $2,000 in help, but because I have no income moving forward or, you know, no ratified contracts or anything of that sort to show that income is coming, um, I have been denied resources. So here I am two months later, I have not paid rent and it's, I'm just expecting to be evicted any day now because, you know, you can't live somewhere without paying. Um, as many as you guys know, I did try to create a GoFundMe page and that went pretty good, but it was not the turnout that I actually needed. Um, I also had people debating me and questioning me about my legitimacy. A few people thought that I was being a fraud and making things up and I just threw a neck brace on and took a picture and some people thought I was just, you know, it was scam, uh, spam and you know, it's because I carry myself well and I never look like what I'm going through. People tend to think I don't go through anything. Like my life is just stars and rainbows and unicorns. And that's very so not the case. But, you know, what does complaining do? What does always talk, calling someone and having nothing nice to say do? What does always getting on social media with nothing positive to say do? Like, you know what I mean? None of that stuff... Um, creates an environment that people want to listen hear and care for you so it's kind of like I've just grown to be numb to the the mess that I endure in life because you know nobody wants to hear it so um that's pretty much my story you know from the beginning up until present day you know I'm trying to do my best to close a deal and Things have not been going how I ex I expected them to in real estate. Um, I kind of feel like I'm not getting the help that I need here. 
which is creating questions of me going to another brokerage and being on a team where that I can actually get um, gain experience and more knowledge and gain a bigger clientele, but also have some consistent um, revenue coming in. Whereas here, I here I just kind of feel like you know we'll help you but you know if you're not one of the top producers or you're not the one booming in business like you know we really you know really ain't got much rap for you like I kind of feel invisible most of the time like you know I'll ask a question or go in for help and it's like you know nothing is ever I never have anyone's undivided attention you know what I'm saying um and, uh, you know, like, they apologize. And I'm all like, oh, no, it's fine. But deep down, it's really not fine. Because, like, if this was X, Y, and Z, you know, you'll sit here and they'll have your undivided attention. And you wouldn't, you know, be in your phone or, you know, in meetings or running back and forth and all that stuff. So I kind of feel like um, I'm not really appreciated here. So now I'm just weighing my options on finding a brokerage that I definitely feel accepted, wanted, and that I can actually grow and prosper in. Um, I have had two brokerages reach out to me and I kind of like gave them the cold shoulder because of where I was. And I thought where I was was just going to be the end all to be all. And I'm starting not to feel like that. So I think I'm going to reach back out to those brokerages and, um, see if I can come in for an interview and you know get a feel for the atmosphere and all that stuff and and go from there um but until then you know I just I really I I have lost all motivation to do anything you know I just don't I just don't have the desire to get up and figure it out anymore like I'm, I'm tired of being in survival mode where it's like everything I, I do, I have to do because I need to survive. Like, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm drained. I just don't, I don't want to keep doing that. And on the same token, I know that I can't just sit around, but I'm just tired. I'm tired of having to figure everything out. I'm tired of racking my brain about what's the best thing to do, what's the next thing to do, what do I have to do. I'm just, I'm exhausted. Life is really exhausting and it's frustrating. So I don't, I really don't know what I'm doing. I think I might just honestly just sit around for the next couple of days and, you know, wait to be evicted or wait for the lawyers to post something on my door or whatever. Because I just, I just really don't have no desire or will to go hard to break my neck to bend over backwards anything that requires me to do the most I just don't I don't have the desire to do it I've been in survival mode for for months now and I really just want to live life I want to live life peacefully quietly and comfort comfortably and without the oh my god I have to always be up doing something for eight hours or you know I'm going to get put out or oh my god I have to do this or my car is going to get repoed like oh my god I have to do this or we're not going to eat like I'm just tired of I'm tired of figuring it out and I'm tired of acting like everything is okay I'm tired of showing up and me showing up just isn't good enough like there's no results 
that I see from me just showing up every day. I'm showing up every day and I'm doing the work and I don't see any results. So I'm kind of just like, I'm over it. I'm over it all. Um, I probably just go and do not disturb mode for a couple days and just me and my thoughts just be to myself. I don't, I don't want to get on the call. I don't want to feel like I'm comparing myself to anyone. I don't want to be on social media. Like I just, I need life to change around for me quickly. Um, because I'm at a point where I'm about to lose my house and my car. I'd rather keep the car and lose the house than to lose my house and my car because then how can I maneuver and get around to do anything? Um, so yeah, I just have a lot of things I need to think about um, and make the best decisions that are right for me and my girls. So for anyone who was, I guess, like praying on my downfall or hoping I fail, you know, I haven't failed yet, but I'm I'm slowly approaching, and um, so I'm sure this will make you happy and you know give you something to talk about. So, voila, there you are, you have it. I'm losing in life.